last time on Incredible Critics. Frankie, what have you been up to this week? Sunday, I football because none of the teams I like were playing, so I took um, a lot of naps. Then I played a board game at a, friend, at a friend's house. Real exciting stuff. You know, stuff you don't have. I was going to say, this is the most boring stuff. story ever. <laughs> We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible, not because we're great, but because much like reviews that are positive for the movie Geostorm, you probably shouldn't listen to anything that we have to say. I am Ben Franco. Joining me today is none other than Tim Gruber. What up? What up? How you doing, Tim? Doing good, Ben. Doing good. Hanging in there. It's awesome. Anything fun happening this week? Uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I'm finally recovering from a men's conference that I went to that was in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania and, uh, being around a thousand other people is pretty draining on top of having some, some sort of head cold where I was like, yeah. So I feel for, uh, Frankie, who's frankly not here. Yeah, Frankie uh, has a massive hangover. Well, he just says it's a headache that he's had all day, but, you know, my money's on hangover. The um, hangover. The hangover, three. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's not able to join us today, so wish him well on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. Tell him that you missed him. You know, it's okay to lie. Um, today, we are going to be talking about uh, just kind of how we choose what we watch and how we choose actually what our, our kids watch, which is something that I haven't thought a ton of yet because my child's only three months old, but we'll still try to work our way through that. And we're also going to talk about our favorite disaster films. Uh, but first, we had a couple of great posts uh, this week, one of which was from uh andrew moore who asked if he you know got any special privileges by being vip listener i just feel like every time we talk about him we should just say vip, VIP. listener andrew moore writes exactly. in because it you know like the Are artist formerly known as prince you know that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's just his name okay so, yeah the first first step no free donuts no free donuts can Not today, anyways. get that off the list we also got a great write-in from uh, Janie Stouffer, probably the nicest write-in. You know, oh, we, thanks, Janie. we do this podcast mostly because we needed an excuse to talk to each other more. And since we, you know, stopped yeah. going to school together, you know, we just needed that excuse. So we started we the podcast. Apart. We drifted apart. And this, we went to uh, <laughs> couples counseling. And uh, said, you need to spend more time together. You need to spend more time podcast podcasting. <laughs> so we we do this yeah. pretty much just for fun, and then we just record it, and whoever listens listens, and that's great too. So to actually hear you know this great story of of people listening and why they enjoy it was really awesome. So if you have your own story, um, you know, feel free to let us know. A couple of things that she was saying was that you, you know it helps her decide what to choose because she gets Netflix by DVD, which I think is hilarious. I only know. Hilarious. It's awesome still, but no, it is. Yeah. It is the, the, what you can get on DVD and Blu-ray still far exceeds what you can get from streaming. But I only know one other person that still gets DVDs, Those but it's, DVDs, it's awesome. Yeah. Do you know anybody yeah. that still does them? Uh, you know, uh, probably not. Um, but the, the point that she made, I think was good that, uh, there's still a lot of people in the U S that just don't have the bandwidth for streaming. 
you know, yeah. or they, they just might not have that, that good of signal or that, that kind of access. And it's kind of, this is just a tangent, but it's kind of crazy to think that uh, the U S is a world leader in so many things. And we're like, not even in the top 10 for internet access and internet speeds. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, we're getting there, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so in along with that, uh, somebody else wrote in my, uh, sister-in-law, Tawny wrote in about mind Hunter, uh, uh yeah. based on, uh, based on Frankie's suggestion last week, <laughs> she decided to, uh, check it out, check it out. And it's like criminal minds, evidently it's, it's evidently just like that, just <laughs> like that i want to see if i can get to the actual post lol frankie steered me way wrong with that mind hunter endorsement a better description might have been sort of like criminal minds but an extremely not safe for work version i definitely missed the r-rated comment that the guy uh let's see how do i want to put this uh you see way too much of a male character and then he dies a brutal death we'll just be vague enough to say that's a lots of bad stuff lots of bad stuff yeah so it's not <laughs> that's within the mind. first three minutes <laughs> not yeah not quite and frankie conveniently forgot about that um <laughs> well i i think what he was trying to say was in its storyline like in its yes. what it's you know kind of based on like trying to think of like the psychology behind a serial killer right, and things like right. that it's it's Very like that story yeah but in implementation, they're nowhere near what what each other. So don't go watch Criminal Minds base or watch Mindhunter based on Frankie's recommendation. Yeah. Frank and Frankie apologized. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, he did. Yes, Frankie. If you did that, sends his deepest uh, apologies, and he, we will never let him on the podcast again. That's why he's not here this week. Actually, that's why he's not here. What we, we said before, we said you fun. have uh, you're suspended, buddy. <laughs> Listen, bud, you're just yeah. back. You're just, one week off the air. One week. Um, so, yeah, and also just with anything that we talk about, you know, do your due diligence before watching it because Frankie may bring up something inappropriate again and don't Uh-oh. just go watch it based on any of our suggestions. Um, you know, one thing that I do, I don't know, Tim, you know, what you do, and we might get into this a little bit more, but like I check IMDb for the parental advisories that people post on there. Yeah. for pretty much anything and just yeah, see like yeah. what they post um just as one of the ways that i decide whether or not i'm going to watch the thing and like i hadn't been watching mindhunter because it takes a couple of weeks for mm. people to actually watch it and put stuff on there um so i was avoiding mindhunter until i read that so that's a great resource for anybody you know check out imdb and just see what that parental advisor is uh quick and easy way to do that and it has like everything on there yeah, usually because it because IMDb is kind of like it's a little bit like Wikipedia, except I would say the reviews are or I would say that parental information is usually a lot more accurate than Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but that is that is definitely a good way um to check stuff out like that. But that kind of that kind of leads us to uh to something else that Janie had said that we we wanted to talk about that is um just how we well, how how Ben plans on and right. <laughs> uh, and how we uh, kind of decide or figure out what we allow our kids to watch, um, which I think is a is a good topic because I I know there's 
Uh, a lot of parents care. There's plenty of parents who care, but might just be not connected or 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 not uh, tuned right. in to the right channels, right? And they, uh, so to speak, and so the, they're not like in tune with what's going on. And and even though they care and they don't want their kids to watch some crazy stuff, um, they might not know what's where. You know, they might not know what For is sure. what. <laughs> Well, so. Tim, I don't know your experience growing up, but like for me, I feel like I was like the latchkey kid of media where like parents were like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Just go for it. You know, like, like, sure. Oh, he's watching cartoons. Doesn't matter that it's family guy. He's eight. That's OK. It's just yeah, a right. cartoon. <laughs> so, you know, I think now we're kind of like, you know, swung the opposite direction where now you can find out anything about anything. And yeah we know better than to just assume that something's okay. Right. Right. And it's, and it's that same kind of idea of that parents, parents, they all, parents also have a responsibility for, um, you know, internet safety, video game safety, uh, movies. It's just any kind of media. It's kind of, yeah. When, when I was a kid, uh, if there was a hint of something or my parents heard even a tiny sliver of anything, it was automatically shut down. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say that I was uh, sheltered exactly, <laughs> it, but to a certain extent, yeah, I was probably sheltered a little bit. Uh, there was a while that my parents wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons at all. And the reasoning was that they didn't want me to grow up and become Bart Simpson or something. <laughs> like you're gonna learn how to be disrespectful from bart simpson i'm like no i don't know about that but uh you know there's there was always some some little strange things here and there that my parents would be like you sure. definitely can't do this because we heard it said down you know on the street the word is <laughs> you know just weird stuff uh and part of that i think is at least for me part of that was because my dad was a pastor and sure. growing up in a pastor's home. And then he would get, you know, somebody at church talking about how their kid did this and that and blah, blah, blah. And the, right. these shows, you know. Yeah, I couldn't watch um, Spider-Man for some reason. The Spider-Man cartoon. Really? Couldn't watch it. I don't know why. Oh, I, that was I just, one of my I wasn't allowed. Yeah, yeah well, I wasn't allowed. Uh, although I watched it, Captain Planet. <laughs> um, Captain Planet. Well, you know, that was that was New Age worship, uh, worshiping yeah. Mother Gaia or whatever. Okay, all right. Uh, so, I mean, I watched some of it. And then what else was I not really... I wasn't really allowed to watch Dragon Ball Z, but I did. Oh, yeah. Because it's awesome. Yeah. Um, but what else? Oh, Power Rangers? Yeah. I think I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers, but we'll, we'll see. This is kind of a funny little tiny story. Um, when I was... Probably in kindergarten or first grade, my family got uh, a a new family computer. Okay. Okay. And this was a, a Macintosh. This was a Proforma PC. Okay. The oh. Macintosh Proforma. And it could go on the internets. Part of the reason was my parents wanted some other way to try to connect with my sister who was going to college. Uh, okay. And so we could AOL chat. <laughs> Right? Uh, moment of silence for AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, pour one out for AIM. Pour one out. Um, water. But, uh, We're talking about yeah, water. water. Pour out water. Uh, that's what kids say these days. So um, I just heard it on the streets. On the streets, the word is. Yeah, so we get this computer, and uh, I was like, 
a super whiz at it. I don't know if it came with it or what, but somehow that computer had, we had a copy of Wolfenstein 3D. Nice. There was a long time where my dad kept uninstalling it because it was uh, it was a very, very early kind of Doom Yeah, it was uh, a very copy. violent game. Very violent with shooting Nazis and stuff. <laughs> but I mean, like what, I mean, at least it's Nazis. I mean, At least it was Nazis. So they <laughs> kept un- uninstalling it, and I kept finding it and reinstalling it <laughs> because they just didn't realize that I knew how to do that. For a long time, I kept doing that. Anyways, but yeah, so what have, what have you guys thought about, though, Ben? I mean, you got a fresh new little baby girl. Yeah, hot off the presses. Um, you don't do a lot so, of thinking about these things when they're babies. <laughs> no, no. And that's so where I was going to come at it from was more so of like uh, the things that we kind of do that will help us with that in the future. Yes. So yeah. um we use so we actively use something called VidAngel, but then we've also considered something called ClearPlay. Have you heard of either of those? Yep, I've heard of uh, both and uh, VidAngel. Yeah, so that seems like a pretty cool system. VidAngel is really neat. So what VidAngel does is uh, you connect it to your Netflix and Amazon account. And then you watch uh, content through VidAngel. And what VidAngel does is it allows you to filter things out of the out of whatever you're watching. Yeah. Um, it does this. And what I like about it is that it does it very uh, strategically. So the what it filters is very much you can um, pretty much pick anything, right? You, you can Violence get really into the nitty or... Yeah, yeah. You can you filter can... Jar Jar Binks out of the prequel yes. trilogy. Can. I highly recommend but, um, that. But what I like about that, like, uh, it's not like going based off of the, the captioning, closed captioning yeah. or anything. Like, it's actually somebody sat down with whatever they're, whatever you're watching, analyzed it, and then said, you know, here are the things that we can filter out. So you can have, um, you know, like, like you were saying, Tim, you can filter out some words, but not others. Yeah. Uh, you can filter out some scenes, but not others. And like, you know, what what I like about that is that it makes it as minimal as possible. So it's not yeah. going to filter out the whole scene. It'll just filter out those specific that images. Chunk. Right. Um, so that's, I, you know, we love it. It costs like $8 a month, but it's so yeah. well worth it. And what I also love that it does is like for filtering out words, if it can, it will just filter it out. So it'll take the 5.1 surround sound and just filter out the front three, uh, the front three speakers or the front, the track for the front three speakers. So what that does is that still gives you the ambient noise from the back two. So it's a lot less intrusive. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Into, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they really try to make the filtering the least intrusive. It just filters the dialogue track basically. Exactly. <laughs> like if you're thinking that way, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so. It's like a crowded restaurant scene. You'll still hear, you know, everything else going on around you while it, it'll just cut out that one word. So you yeah. don't have any like goofy actor saying, you know, whatever ridiculous thing they come up with when they're Liberty recording. Yeah, I remember uh, back in the day, we'd be like, all right, this movie's going to be on TV. We can finally watch it. <laughs> there's TV edits are so bad. Yeah, they're so weird. They're so I'd weird. I'd rather not watch a movie than watch a TV edit of it. Yeah. Or they draw like just a little bit of extra clothing just in one tiny <laughs> right? place. And you're like, that doesn't, it looks like that it's hand drawn cartoon and that doesn't right. help at all. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
a clear play is a very similar thing, but it's nice. I haven't actually used it, but what that does is you purchase a Blu-ray player and then you download to the Blu-ray player the filtering options for that specific Blu-ray. Oh, okay, cool. So you get the Blu-ray and then you play it in the specific DVD or this specific Blu-ray player, and then it gives you a lot of filtering options just like VidAngel, but it's right. kind of the hardware version of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Those are two things that are going to make it a lot easier for us because we'll watch content that we otherwise wouldn't. Yeah, right. You know, once we get to that point in the future. Yeah. So, like with us, um, you know, when the twins were babies uh, and they would be awake for like weird periods of time, we would watch, um, and they, they slept pretty well, but we would have to wake them up every like a certain amount of time because they were both preemies so we had to feed them like very be very regimented on feeding them yeah absolutely so uh we would i mean we would hop on netflix and watch star trek like all star trek we just watched through seasons and uh and it was awesome there's a lot of different things that we do so one thing you mentioned imdb for different shows i i visit plugged in online a lot um, they kind of do reviews where they score things uh, based on, they'll score like, what what's the spiritual content of this show? What's the violent content or the, yeah. you know, uh, everything else. And um, it kind of, it gives you a, a pretty clear view because they're very, um, in some cases I'd say they're like way more strict and, and way more like in your face about everything. But I like that because I can go there and know if they have a review up that it's going to be accurate right? and it's going to be, you know, and that kind of does some filtering for us. Then it's like, okay, well we won't watch that or we won't watch this. It's Um, super detailed, but my problem with it is that it's so, because they're so detailed, it takes forever for them to review something. Yeah, it can, it can. So in the past, there's been things that we've decided not to go see in the theaters just because we weren't sure how certain things were being handled in it. And then we rented it later and, and watched it, me and Brittany before we watched it with the girls. Um, something near and dear to my heart and to Frankie's is Star Wars. And uh, so for Star Wars... Have you Wars, let them watch Star Wars yet? Well, so they've seen all... And I've said this before. They've seen all of Lego Star Wars. So we've watched... Um, with the twins, we des- we decided to tell them, all right, you're going to... This is going to be great. When you turn five, we're going to watch Star Wars A New Hope. And you're going to love it. <laughs> and it's going to be boring in parts because it's not for five-year-olds. Right. But you're going to love it. And, uh, and you know what they did. And so we decided to stick with that for Adeline. She turns five in one week. Nice. We decided to stick to that. And then we've kind of been talking, we're going to rewatch, um, empire. You know, it, there's, there's a very big difference between original star Wars and new hope and empire strikes back. And in those movies, there's words, there's a few, very few, but there's a few words that, that are used that we wouldn't want the girls to, you know, start saying sure (laughs) for obvious reasons very few in star wars but um you know we make a note just personally this is what we do we make a note to be like hey that that wasn't a good word don't say that (laughs) you know just my dad whenever we need to my dad wouldn't like say anything about it we would just know he would just go (gasps) oh 
Yeah, right. And that's how we knew. Right? Like, he's, shocked. Knew. Like, he's okay. shocked. Yeah, right. Right. But it was always like the fake. Like, even as like an eight year old, I was like, it's he's so only doing this because that's a bad word. Like, it was so fake. That's it was so like, oh. that's funny. it was so dramatic. Yeah. And, they, and there's things like, just because now that they're old enough and we can be walking around places and they're, they're more conscientious and, and like aware of what's going on around them. There's people that say stuff like that at the grocery store and <laughs> the girls got to have a fun experience on their way to walking <laughs> to school with Brittany the other day where uh, one of the neighbors, like one street over was yelling many obscenities. Oh no. At, uh, <laughs> her husband, maybe who's to say, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was interesting. Brittany, Brittany got to handle that one, oh. but uh <laughs> But yeah, we just, like you said, we do our due diligence, right? So for us, we're, we're waiting to figure out uh, if the girls are going to be cool with Empire Strikes Back because it gets nice. a lot darker there. Well, that's awesome. You'll have to let us know if you let the girls watch Empire and what they thought. I'm sure it think. will be very soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep nice. telling Brittany, I watched Empire Strikes Back when I was like four. Right. <laughs> She's like, well, the, you are not our children. Are the, you're not the girls. You know, I don't know. I mean, you have my vote, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that we also want to talk about, on Friday, Geostorm came out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I haven't actually seen yeah. a trailer for Geostorm. Oh, really? But I don't need to, to yeah. know how bad it is. Yeah. Let's just, let's um, just put it, th like, the basics of this is it's directed by the guy who produced all of Ro Roland Emmerich's other disaster movies. Ah, it's his directorial debut. Ah, well, so there's that. Yeah, it looks so bad. We're not going to talk about it here, but what we no, did want to no. talk about is what our favorite disaster films are. Uh, disaster films are kind of a unique genre in that there are a lot of good ones. There are a few great ones, and there are a ton of really bad ones. Tons. Tons of bad ones. So, Tim, what, what, what's your favorite or a few of your favorite disaster films? What did we decide to... What, did, what, qualifies, what qualifies a disaster movie? <laughs> yeah, um, just so our audience knows what we were thinking and when we were talking about this. So, I qualify as anything, pretty much like any natural disaster or anything where weather is related. Okay, weather related. Yes. Right. So, yeah. like, no, I'm down with that. I'm down. With like, that. like 2012 would count because, like, you know, everything was going crazy with like the water and yeah, whatever. 2012 Space you know. Odyssey. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Oh <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the weather or Armageddon, right? Um, right. right. Yeah. So, uh, my, I would say I'm just gonna come right out and say my favorite is probably gonna be uh, Day After Tomorrow. Okay. Um, and that was um, uh, that was a film with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Dennis Quaid. That's Dennis Quaid, it. yeah, that's it. Not Ray. I, I said, realize I was that was two thousand four, and I was like, "It's not Randy Quaid. Who is the main <laughs> guy?" Uh, okay, two thousand four. You said, "Yeah, wow." Um, so I would say that's my favorite. The reason for me, the reason being, um. I think that was the last uh, plausible disaster movie. <laughs> and I've, sure. I've seen a lot of those. And I think that was the, 
probably the straw that broke the disaster for uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, it kind of seems back. like that. Yeah, because after that, it's just really crazy and really ridiculous. At least with yeah. the damper tomorrow, it was like this is what's going on and this is why, and we kind of have a a semi plausible explanation. Sure. And that's a movie that I I'll also say I would watch again, maybe even more than once. You know. Yeah. Um, and I've seen I've seen it a ton of times. Uh, and it it has just enough of like characters that seem real. So I I enjoyed that movie a lot. And uh, and I still enjoy it whenever it's if it's on TV or something and I'm flipping by it I'll watch it, um, and that's probably that's probably one of the only I'm I'm turning around and looking it's probably one of the only of of any of the movies any disaster movies that I actually own on DVD or Blu-ray, sure. um, but outside of that I did really enjoy Dante's Peak when I was a kid I know yeah. Frankie had said something about that the other day. I thought that was a cool one. Pierce Brosnan, right? Rescuing <laughs> a family um, and uh, being ridiculous. And and there was that pizza skin, uh, melting skin thing. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so mine are, so I have two. So the first one I'm going to pick is the obvious one, which is Twister. Mm, I mean, yeah, it is. That is, you know, that's your classic bread and butter, like, Yes, the you know, Twister. Like you don't even need to talk yeah. about it. Everybody's seen it. But my favorite one, which I'm going to talk about, is a little-known film. Surprise, surprise! That I would choose a film that pretty much no one's heard of. Um, it won called... so many awards, and it was so artsy. Sorry, keep no, going. I, I don't think it actually won <laughs> any awards. Okay, uh, but it's a movie called The Wave. Have you ever heard of The Wave? The Wave. Okay. Uh, Horrible probably... title. Yeah. Is that the one about the tsunami in the um, oh, okay, keep going. Yeah, it's so it's it's a it's a foreign film uh set in Norway, I believe. Is it Norway? Yeah, set in Norway. Um and it, what sets this movie apart are two things. So first the production of it is that's actually filmed in Norway. So you have uh you have just these beautiful landscapes, these beautiful establishing shots of you know the norwegian uh the you know norway and just all the mountains and things like that and it's just gorgeous it's beautiful um but the second thing that sets it apart is that the storyline is that you have in norway these i believe the word's called fjord it's uh, f-j-o-r-d yeah which are these inlets from the ocean that just have mountains on either side Listen, Ben, I've seen Frozen. I've heard of the word fjord. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Frozen, right. so I didn't know that, oh, okay. that word was in Frozen. And one of, on one of these fjords, there sits this town. And at the opposite side of the fjord is a mountain where part of the mountain is breaking away from itself. And that part of the mountain breaks away, falls into the fjord, and sends a wave, or the wave. The wave. <laughs> down to destroy the town but they know that this is going to happen and yeah. so they have scientists watching it and everybody in the town has nine minutes to get above i believe it's 100 meters or no i'm sorry 80 meters when the wave hits wow or else they're going to die that sounds what fun. sets this movie apart is that that storyline is 100 percent true Ooh. there is actually this town that sits in Norway, where a mountain is breaking apart from itself and is going to send a giant wave 
to destroy this town. That's, and that does sound awesome. Now I want to see it. That's what I love about this movie. Now, I, it's on Netflix. I checked it out last night, and I think they actually dubbed it, which is Uh-oh. horrible. <laughs> I would definitely suggest watching it in uh, Norwegian, I think. Well, I'm assuming you, that's the language. Change the language track on Netflix? Uh, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know, but I when um, I originally watched yeah, I'm gonna, Netflix, now I'm going to find out while we're recording this. <laughs> but when I originally watched it on Netflix, it was definitely in Norwegian, uh, in Norwegian which I'm assuming is their language. I could be yeah. wrong. So um, you're a subbed as opposed to dubbed, is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Very much so. Um, for the most part, I am too. Except for Dragon Ball. is pretty... I just can't stand the voice yeah, acting in Japanese. Well, Sorry, keep going. That's a discussion <laughs> for another time. So that's the yeah, way... Right. Um, this, the you know last portion of the movie the last act it kind of becomes your stereotypical disaster film but the yeah, first right. two thirds and just the fact that it is real there is this actual yeah, that's crazy. town and people choose to go there yeah and live there for whatever reason i don't know but they're like actively monitoring this piece of rock that's going to fall um so if it that's falls tomorrow you heard it here first it i will say real quick one of one of the disaster films that i think is top notch it's a super classic uh is gonna and it's one that they've done they've tried to do <laughs> they've tried to redo many times even with a weird mini series but that's gonna be the movie uh the poseidon adventure have uh, you seen yeah. that I haven't seen the original, but I've seen the remake. It's kind of like one part disaster movie, one part Titanic. Um, yeah, to the survival max. flick. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, not the not the romance of Titanic, but the survival of trying right. to survive like a, a ship, like a ginormous uh, ship that a tsunami wave has capsized, and uh, it's like upside down, and there's people inside it, and they got to get to the bottom, which is the top now, and it's really crazy. Lots of people die, but um. <laughs> oh, spoilers! Yeah, spoiler. It's a disaster movie. Spoiler. Well, let us know what your favorite disaster films are. Connect with us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Incredible Critics, on Twitter at Three Critics Pod. We're gonna have Frankie post his favorites later this week since he couldn't be here, and this is one thing that he wanted to talk about. But um, until next week, we are the Incredible Critics. <laughs>